Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Ask Nurse Alice, the show that talks about all things health, wellness, love, lifestyle, and everything else you want to know and without a copay. Ladies, this is going to be a topic that you can watch with the fellas. Fellas, you won't have to walk out the room. It's all good because actually you're probably going to want to be in the room definitely for sure because we're going to be talking about COVID-19 and, and NBA basketball. It's all about the basketball. Um, and this is something that, you know, we've, we've been missing. We've been missing. We started basketball season, um, but got sidetracked by this small little thing called COVID-19, right? Um, and so we're going to get to the conversation and talk about this. But before we do, guys, make sure that um, as we're talking about this, that you don't miss another episode. You can stay tuned, um, get alerted when things come up. Please make sure to go to youtube.com forward slash Ask Nurse Alice. Make sure to subscribe. Also like some videos while you're there. Share it with your friends. And as well, you can watch this on all podcast platforms, whichever one's your favorite. Look for Ask Nurse Alice. Um, and that'll definitely be there. Shout out to Inclusive Media for being the machine behind this show. Um, they too want to make sure that you get the important health and wellness information. And um, my folks in the room Theo and Alex, yes, I don't have a mask. They are here helping me, but they have masks on and they are more than six feet away. So I just wanted to establish that because I know you guys want to say, mm, Nurse Alice has been talking a lot about these masks because she don't have hers on. Um, but no, we are definitely, definitely taking the precautions and um, hand sanitizer on deck, all that. So I don't want to hear it. I want to hear it. But, but, but let's get to basketball. And you guys, you know that I always bring it, right? I have the best of the best of the best. I have my super friends, my healthcare experts, my celebrity friends. I'm bringing them all to you. I'm sharing um, my expertise with their expertise to you, with you, um, with no copay. And if we're talking about COVID-19 and basketball, I thought, you know what? Who am I going to have that's going to have, like, really know this? Who is going to be the expert on this topic? And I'll tell you, it didn't take me long to figure it out. And if you don't know him already, you're going to get to know him. You're going to get to know to love him. And you're going to want to follow him because I am bringing to you Dr. Brad. And listen, he's got a long resume. So let me make sure that I get it right because I need him to get all his proper kudos. He is a double boarded sports medicine physician in Dallas, Texas. He specializes in helping individuals with joint pain by using regenerative medicine procedures to help them return to their active lifestyle without undergoing surgery. He's worked in a multi, he's worked with multiple professional teams, um, including prior service as an assistant team doctor for the NBA Dallas Mavericks. Um, he's a regular guest on the weekly Dallas ESPN show um, inside sports medicine, where he educates and entertains local listeners about sports medicine and all related topics. So who other, who better than Dr. Brad? Welcome, Dr. Brad. What's going on, Nurse Alice? How you doing? I'm good. How about yourself? How are things in Texas? I'm I'm, well, I mean, you've seen the numbers, so uh, we, you know, things are rising here in terms of COVID. But uh, other than that, I can't complain. I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you so much, and I definitely wanted to bring you on the show because you know I know people. Um, COVID's changed lives drastically. 
you know, jobs, uh, family, where we pray, where we play, all of those type of things. And one of the things that people really, really want to um, get back to is having some type of normal activities in their life, some normalcy. And what more than one of our favorite, watching one of our favorite pastimes, basketball. We started the season and got interrupted. And now listen, Dr. Brad, they're talking about, you know, and they've actually started the process. And I'll ask you to kind of bring us up to speed with things, but They've got, they've started things, put things in motions to start an NBA season. So can you tell me and the viewers what's been going on with the NBA and um, what have they done so far? Yeah. So uh, back in the springtime, when COVID first started, there were a couple of players who tested positive. Uh, I believe Rudy Gobert, who was one of the big men, he was a center for the Utah Jazz and, uh, and one of the other guys on the team, you know, guys started testing positive at the time uh, with with all the risk and us just trying to figure this thing out. They went ahead and shut down the season and the season, the NBA season has been shut down the entire time. Now, that affects a whole lot of things just in terms of the National Basketball Association, because usually by now we would have had a champion. Right. And we'd have had the playoffs already. And, and, and you know, the, the season would be over. We'd be in off season right now. But because we weren't able to have a champion, because we weren't able to go through the playoffs, the NBA is now trying to figure out a way, despite the COVID crisis and everything that's going on, how can they still have a playoff and finish the season in, in the safest way possible? And to be quite honest with you, I don't know if they have the answer. I don't know if anybody knows what the answer is, but they have started to, they have a, they have a program that they're basically calling the bubble and they are bringing teams, inviting the teams uh, to Orlando and Disney wide world of sports. And they're basically trying to have one place where all the athletes are going to be for a certain period of time and have limited access during that time to try and prevent the spread, to try and prevent actually COVID getting in the bubble. Um, but wait, Dr. Brad, so, is this really a bubble? Because I'll be honest. I mean, I'm familiar with basketball. I, I know Disney World. And I was just thinking, like, are they really going to be actually in a bubble? Or is that just a terminology that they're using, as you described, to kind of say that, only certain people are going to be in this area. Is that really what that is? Or is there really no, a protection? No, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that, no, that's a great point. So uh, theoretically, gotcha. it's a bubble, it, meaning they're trying to contain things as much as possible in terms of COVID either getting in and if it's in, being able to to manage it if it happens to, to, to get in there and quarantine folks and, and just kind of have everything at one place. Um, so teams have already started to come over the last few days. They're, mm-hmm. they're bringing teams in in waves. But the problem is, you know, as they started testing teams before, because what their thought process is we, if we can test guys before they make it there, then we can have guys quarantine before they get there. We can limit the amount of exposure coming into the bubble. Gotcha. But what they started seeing is that guys, you know, somewhere between 20 and 30 guys have already tested positive before we started the season. So, there is question of whether we have guys who have yet to test positive are already there or coming there, you know, when they were tested negative at first and still may be positive or may acquire it on the flight there or may have, right. you know, 
some some way between where they are uh, to getting to the bubble that they may have acquired it. So it's just so many moving parts. I mean, it's, it's extremely difficult, but I'm sure we'll get into it. Right. So um, you're right. And, and because of the incubation period, right, once exposed anywhere from two to 14 days, and there's so many variables and so many opportunities for players, uh, staff to get it. And then also there's the people who work um, in the facilities that the, the folks, uh, players will be at. But I want to say, you know, a very noble idea for the NBA. If they could figure this out, I hope that they would talk to our government because we seem to be having a problem nationwide, but it seems like the NBA seems thinks that they can accomplish, you know, containing uh, COVID-19. And I, I understand that there's a, a 113 page document where they actually outline all of the things that they're going to do. Uh, Dr. Brad, are you familiar with some of the things that are in there? And do you think it's actually realistic, the things that yeah, are all in yeah. there? Listen, uh, I'm going to, as I talk, I'm going to try to separate my opinion from what's going on. Well, that's okay. On. You're the expert. So we really you know, value you. What you here's, here's my, here's, here are my thoughts. It, the, the 113 page document is there to make sure that they said that they've tried to dot their I's and cross their T's. Mm, I mean, right? that's why it's 113 pages. So nobody reads right? it. <laughs> but even if someone reads it, We've got players who are already saying Joel Embiid came out, Damian Lillard came out, said, look, even if I try to do this, I know guys who won't adhere to this. They've already said that guys can actually leave the bubble, which is leave, you know, leave off of the the campus. But if they come back, they have to be quarantined for 10 days. Uh, You know, they'll be able to go to restaurants, certain restaurants that will be closed down just for them. To me, as long as we continue to extend the bubble, there's just going to be more possibility. Not to mention more possibility that COVID could enter. Not to mention it's in a state where, you know, the the, the numbers are rising. Absolutely. So I think about this bubble that has a whole lot of holes in it. And, you know, I, I just don't know if it'll be able to. I mean, look, we talked about this just before we got on about whether the season will start, whether yes. the, the, this, this playoff tournament will start. My thoughts is it's about 50-50. There's so much time between now and then. You know, I, so many things can change. Things are changing on a daily basis. And they're going to be testing guys every single day as well. Um, and then once it starts, it, it's, it's hard for me to think that we're going to be able to have somebody who's going to hoist the championship trophy. And what is that going to mean whenever they hoist the trophy? I mean, I, I just – there's – it's hard for me to say that, okay, this champion is an actual champion right. considering we got guys who are choosing not to come to play. Guys have said, you know what? I'm not, this is too risky for me. Avery Bradley, some other guys. I mean, these are key players on a team that can contribute and they're deciding not to. Right. What happens if LeBron tests positive and he's out? I mean, the Lakers are pretty much done at that point. So, I mean, how, you know, right. even if these guys, even if somebody like the, the caliber of LeBron does not test positive, you know, if anyone tests positive, that means you're now down a man. You have to change the way you play. Um, and the question is, I mean, would the real true champion be the person that 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 hoists the trophy? I, it, it, there's too many questions to mm-hmm. me. There's just too many questions. Right. And so, Dr. Brand, so let's so and I'm as you mentioned, you know, this is all happening in Florida. I remember if I remember correctly, when I was reading and kind of keep up with this, that, you know, one of the first few days when players were coming, that's when Florida was seeing its highest 
peaks in, you know, positive new cases for COVID-19. It actually seems very dangerous. It's almost like we're sending our young, healthy athletes into the belly of the beast, all for entertainment purposes. So my concern is that, you know, every life is precious. I don't care if it's a staffer, it's LeBron, it's one of the coaches, but I feel as almost that we're endangering uh, some of these players uh, for the sake of sports, something that's elective. While, you know, we, we do enjoy sports. There's this money that's behind this machine, um, I think is terrible. And I'm so glad that some of the players have actually said, you know what, I'm going to sit this season out or, uh, because it's not worth it. Now, uh, getting back to the document, if I, if I understand correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, that players who choose to opt out because they are concerned about safety, will they be penalized? Um, what happens to players if they decide they don't want to play? Um, how do they determine uh, who's at high risk so they've been excluded to play? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so guys who just choose not to play, who say, listen, you know, uh, I think it's too risky for me. Uh, my understanding is that these guys don't get paid. Um, now, there is there are physicians that uh, are going to comprise a committee that will look at players who may have comorbidities such as asthma or, you know, heart condition, something that might put them at risk of not doing well if they get COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll they'll look at, at at the person's or at the player's medical record and see if them opting out because of medical reasons is legitimate, basically. And if it is, if they decide that that person uh, would be at greater risk and that they shouldn't come, that person continues to get paid. Okay. Um, what if that's how I. What if you, I'm sorry. What if you're declined and said if they decline and say no, you're eligible to play, but you want to? There's a I understand there's a process also for players to appeal that. Is that's that true? right? So they can appeal the process if they feel like their medical condition is worthy of, you know, being able to sit out. Okay. Now all of this um, testing that's happening. So a player is going to come. They're going to get frequently tested. They're supposed to be quarantined. Uh, it sounds like a lot of work. A lot of resources are going into this, especially at a time where we have pockets in the nation that don't have enough testing, uh, that don't have the money to do these things. Um, do you think the NBA is, for the most part, going to be actually be able to adhere to the all of the standards that they set into this document? I mean, if someone comes out or if someone has a fever, they get quarantined this amount of days. If you know, if they expose their families, their family members also. Um, have to get quarantined and tested. Like, isn't this a little too much? Is is this really worth the sport? Watching the sport? I'm just saying. I mean, I, listen, I know some well, people are going to say yes, but lives are important here. It depends on who you ask. If you ask Adam Silver, who's the league commissioner, he's probably going to tell you, yeah, it's worth it. Um, if you ask some of the viewers, they're probably going to say, uh, may may not be worth it, depending on how how bad they miss basketball. You know, it's interesting, Fred uh, Van Vliet, he's a he's a guard for the Toronto Raptors. He said, you know, about a month ago, this all seemed kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But now that we're here, this doesn't I'm kind of worried as we're starting to, to enter this thing. Look, there's questions that we need to be able to answer that we can't answer. Right. One of the questions is if you just talk about worst case scenario, let's talk about worst case scenario okay. that a player tests positive 
And let's just say they end up being hospitalized or in an ICU on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. Is the NBA willing to take that kind of hit? And say, you know what, we went through all of this stuff to really practice what is a double standard based on what society is, because everybody's not getting daily testing to go to work. Right. Right. So, you know, there's a double standard there in terms of how they're treating it. But like, what is, you know, worst case scenario, is it worth everything that we're doing? And depending on who you are, you know, I would say most people are probably going to say, you know what, I don't think it's worth somebody going to the ICU, much less some someone, you know, unfortunately dying because of this, whether it's an athlete or a staff member, because we cannot stop people who are outside the bubble who may work there yes. or who may have some sort of touch point outside of the bubble that could get things in. And, you know, this thing is invisible, man. I mean, you know, people testing positive every day. People, some people are asymptomatic. I mean, you know, it, it's it's just this invisible, potentially deadly thing. And so is it worth doing all of this? In in my humble opinion, I think no. You know, however, there is there are dollar signs that, you know, influence a lot of what is happening. I can't imagine the type of money the league is is is, you know, is is missing because of this i can't imagine right and you know you know and because of that i think we're starting to you know push the envelope a little too much and you see the players extremely concerned about it they are extremely concerned about it and that's actually uh where i wanted to go next i mean um as far as a player's readiness you know there's the physical readiness there's mental readiness that you know the technical um preparation and all of those things that need to happen I can't imagine that there's not an added layer of stress because you are entering into um, an environment, uh, going to a state where you know you have increased uh, cases of COVID nineteen. Um, you're being quarantined, separated from your families. Um, you have some people not playing, so you have new players entering. You've not had kind of the synergy with these teammates. I mean, how is how are those things going to influence? a player's ability to actually perform when they're on the courts. Yeah. So this is what we do. Me and my partners do as sports medicine physicians is that, you know, we, we treat athletes who are injured. The reality is, is that they've been off for months. And a lot of people say, well, uh, them being off, isn't this no different than, you know, being off, uh, you know, in the postseason whenever the, the championship happens and, and they have the postseason? Well, no, it's actually completely different because in the postseason, guys play – in summer leagues, they're still staying in shape. There's been no leagues other than maybe, you know, uh, one-on-one basketball, one-on-none basketball, meaning, you know, you've got the trainer sitting there throwing you some passes, you know, getting some shots up. There's a completely different, you know, level of play whenever you're playing every single day to go from, you know, relatively sedentary. And I'm not saying they were sedentary, meaning that they were just sitting at home but to the level of basketball that they're going to play based on how active they were, yes, there's a there's a relative sedentary component. And to go from that to 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 now going full speed or trying to get in shape in three weeks mm. for this, with the added fact that you're not gonna be seeing family for a while because family isn't gonna be able to come to the bubble until the playoffs start. They have to be quarantined for 48 hours in their own room once they get there. That's already enough mental anguish. People can't probably stay, you know, by themselves for a day. 
you know, so now they have to stay in their room. There's so many different added things that is going to contribute to mental fatigue, uh, potential physical injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Major League Soccer, they had a record number of cases of soft tissue injuries, meaning muscle strains, tendon ruptures, all kind of stuff. Whenever MLS came back, because these guys went from, again, relatively sedentary to playing, you know, trying to play at 100 percent. So don't be surprised if guys start Mm -hmm. dropping. And we already got to anticipate that guys, some guys are going to drop because some people are going to be positive. Right. So again, how how are we going to fit? You know what I'm saying? Like these are things that we have to consider. And I'm telling you right now, as a, as a former assistant team physician for the Dallas Mavericks, I can tell you the trainers are stressing. The guys who are trying to get these guys in shape, the 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 staff, the sports medicine staff, they're on the lookout of guys cramping up, guys having you know Achilles ruptures, guys having strains that are going to keep them out anyway. Because I can tell you, you get a you get a bad hamstring pull. COVID or not, you're probably not going to come back to be able to play. Right. So all of these things are contributing to it. It's not just COVID. Now, Dr. Brad, you raised a good point. So you said the trainers are stressing. Now, let me just say, um, not to blame anyone, but we, the public, um, are aware that sometimes uh, sports physicians, not you, of course, um, have not always been on the up and up. We know that the NFL denied, you know, concussions for such a long period of time. You know, these players had to to really fight for health benefits and things like that, the protections. Uh, we know, um, and even in my own limited uh, knowledge of basketball in the playoffs, Kevin Durant, should he have really played that game and, you know, sustained that injury or should he have just gone on sat out? But the doctor cleared him and then it was Kevin Durant's call. So I'm just saying when there's money involved, my concern is that, people may not always be forthcoming. And I'm not just talking about the physicians and the trainers and the coaches, but the players themselves. Like you have people who are now going to be playing that weren't playing before. Maybe they're like, wow, this is my shot. This is, you know, I'm going to get those, those, this is my time to make that money, you know, lots of money riding on in these games. So what do you say to that? I mean, how do we, how can we ensure that there's going to be some, you know, transparency and truthfulness so that people are doing the right things because, the last thing we want to see is a player unnecessarily injured who continues to play or a player who is COVID positive and continues to play um, because maybe somebody fudged their tests or they didn't report the right symptoms. Or I mean, I'm not saying that the NBA is going to do that, but when money's involved, it's not that hard to look the other direction. What do you say to that? Yeah, no. And I mean, so when you think about somebody like a LeBron James, I mean, you know, me and my partners talked about this before. I mean, if LeBron James, you know, ends up being positive, I mean, in essence, he's the face of the league. Right. Everybody's going to be watching, you know, whenever the this playoff starts. Um, you know, is it the league's best interest to share that? I mean, you know, or to be able to have him continue going depending on if he's asymptomatic. I mean, if, if an asymptomatic LeBron gets a positive test, mm. you know, um, so that's something that you have to consider. You know, I, I would hope that there is uh, a high level of integrity for those who are making decisions and that these positive tests, um, that, you know, that there's some sort of objectivity to it, um, you know, that there's either an outside source that's, you know, doing the testing and, and you know, mm-hmm. saying who's positive. Um, and it's not just all, you know, driven by folks who are, you know, on the you know staff of NBA, right. 
But uh, we've got that part. Assuming that they do report the test, I can tell you from a physician standpoint, you know, we would not be able to let the person play from a COVID stance. Now, you talk about injuries. Now it's a little different. You know, um, it's our responsibility as sports medicine physicians to um, to be the um you know, the, the, the player advocates mm-hmm. for health and safety really is what we are. And so if there's a potential injury, we have to sit down and have a discussion about, hey, this is the injury. This is the likelihood of it getting worse if you play. Um, and basically coming to a conclusion of risk versus reward, you know, and making sure that everybody is on the same page and saying, listen, this is a risk of the injury that you have. Uh, are you are you willing to incur that risk if you get back on the court? Uh, that's a conversation to be had depending on the level of injury. Oftentimes we say, look, this is just not going to work. You're not going to be functional. You're going to hurt the team more than you will help them by going out there or your career. So I would hope that, you know, the medical staff would have a high level of integrity. I know when we took care of the Mavericks and my partner took care of them for over 22 years, that's how we, that's how we did what we did. And, you know, for the sake of something that's as important as COVID, let's hope that the integrity of, you know, positive tests that are being told actually get told, even if LeBron is positive. Right. I I hope so too. And so uh, again, this has been a great conversation. I I know we can go on forever, but Dr. Brad, I I have to, leave on this one one question. So with everything in mind, what are your predictions on whether we will able to start or finish an NBA uh, season? Because um, headlines today read, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver concerned wave test inside bubble could stop the restart plan. So what are your predictions on whether we're going to be able to start or even finish this season if we get there? Here's... Here's the pro- I'm, I'm going to get to that answer. Here's the problem. Here's the biggest problem of the 113 document and the question that is yet to be answered. How many positive tests are enough to shut down the season? Mm. That has yet to be determined. No one can answer that question. Adam Silver has not answered the question. Is it one? Is it two? Is it 20? How much? And they're basically saying they're going to keep an eye on it. Because the reality is this, if they say a number and it hits it, they're going to have to shut it down. If the number is too high, they're going to be like the percentage of people who are positive here is far more than the percentage of people who are positive in the United States. Why are we continuing to make this happen? So it must be ambiguous right now because there's no answer. There is no answer. There's no answer. In that 113-page document, it says if it, if they increase, and if it's more than what we expected, because they've already said, they got a little clause in there that says, we expect positive tests. Mm. So when you look back at when this started, it was it was less than a handful of positive tests that shut down the, the season. Ooh. Now, numbers are higher than they've ever been. We're going to a place where it's hot, and we're saying now we know they're going to be positive tests, but we're not going to say when or how many tests need to be positive in order for us to shut it down. So Mm. I don't know. I mean, you know, what do you do with that? So with that said, I do not believe that we will have a champion at the end. I am about 50, 50 that we'll start the season, but I'm not very optimistic. I feel like it's being, I feel like 
there's a certain amount of this is being forced. Again, this is my opinion. Um, if you go to the worst case scenario, again, somebody get admitted to the hospital ICU or God forbid even death, I would hope that it wouldn't happen. But are you willing to take that kind of hit? Is it that kind of hit? I doubt that the league is willing to. And if somebody gets really sick in the middle of this thing, I mean, to to try and make this this season happen, it would not be a good look at all. And I don't know if they're willing to take that hit. They might be losing money now, but, you know, again, risk versus reward. What is it going to look like if something like that happens? So I'm about 50-50 on whether it'll start and then – I am, I'd probably say I'm about 85% positive that no one will, will hoist that championship trophy. And even if they did, I don't know if I would consider it a real championship. Right, exactly. Um, I'm with you on that, Dr. Brad. I actually would rather that they not start already considering the information that we know now. I feel like the, the money, the resources, the risk is too much. Even one life is too much. And we've already had guys test positive. And what about the staffers? What about the people in the facilities? Like, we're just putting too many people at risk for something that is elective. So, um, yeah, you dropped, some, you dropped some gems on us. Thank you so much for that today. Um, now, now, let me say this real quick, sure. uh, Nurse Alice. You know, we're talking about basketball right now. We got football coming up. And, you know, football is seems to be you know, trying to trying to go as if everything is okay, they're going to have to answer the same questions. Let me tell you something. They're going to have to be able to answer the same questions. And if you look at MLS and the fact that FC Dallas, FC Dallas, one of the M MLS teams, they completely dropped out of the of the whole team dropped out of going back to playing because it was too much. Yeah. And you know they're playing on a field. You know they're outdoors. I mean, it's very similar to the NFL. So, I mean, I'm curious to see how the NFL will answer the same questions I'm talking about. How many positives until we got to shut it down? And are you willing to incur what is the worst case scenario if a staffer or even a player gets admitted to the hospital, unfortunately gets into the ICU on a ventilator or even death? And I just don't think they're willing to, to incur that. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen and how it's going to pan out as the NFL starts to try to have a season. Right. I'm pretty sure they're going to be watching the NBA very closely um, for tips and trying to learn from those lessons. And hopefully, um, as we attempt to start an NBA season, no one gets hurt, um, that there are no further infections. Obviously, that is um, on my wish list. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But again, thank yep. you so much, Dr. Brad, for all this wonderful, wonderful information. I knew I had the best person to interview on this. I did. Um, again, guys, this is Ask Nurse Alice, the show that talks about all things health, wellness, love, and lifestyle, and all the things you want to talk about with no co-pays. And you have it here. We had Dr. Brad talk to us about um, all the things you wanted to know about why the NBA and if the NBA could start a season. So you heard his predictions. Um, I'm not a betting woman, but I would bet that what Dr. Brad said. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with what Dr. Brad said. Uh, Dr. Brad, real quickly, can you tell our viewers where they can find you, learn more about you, connect with you, and all those type of things? Yeah, sure. So for my medical practice, they can follow us uh, on Facebook or Instagram at Texas Sports Medicine. And uh, they can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Dr. Brad MD. Okay, wonderful. Um, guys, so make sure you follow Dr. Brad. Um, he's amazing, amazing, amazing. And again, uh, we want to hear from you. Please make sure to follow us on all platforms at Ask Nurse Alice. If you have a, a health wellness question, slide into those DMs. No unsolicited pictures. We're not doing that. Not for 2020, not for never. Um, and then also, um, hopefully we'll be able to uh, talk about one of your questions. So 
Uh, follow us on youtube.com, Ask Nurse Alice, on all your favorite podcasts. And again, um, thank you so much for watching. Make good choices. Wash your hands. Take care of one another. And until next time, live well, my friends. Thank you.